I will tarry here by His promises. Well, that's where we should live, isn't it? We should dwell where His promises dwell. Second Samuel chapter number 11. I mentioned it this morning. There is nothing magical about New Year's Day. It is another day to serve the Savior. It is another day to magnify the Savior. It is another day to be grateful for the Savior and to love the Savior. It's just it's another day. But it is the opportunity, as God is the God of new beginnings, it is the opportunity to begin afresh and anew. And I pray that you'll do that even in your own individual life. And so tonight I want to challenge us with this last service of, the, of this year, of 2023, very simply with this thought and with this title, and it is this, Be Faithful. We, we preached from 2 Samuel 11 verse 1 back at the beginning of the year, but uh, we preached regarding David's forbidden look, that we focused on that. And we will mention that tonight. That'll be part of the message. It just... Uh, it has to be. This is what Second Samuel 11 is all about. But the heart's desire tonight is just to challenge and encourage us to be faithful. We talk about that all the time. But it is something that we must talk about all the time. God warned the nation of Israel in the book of Deuteronomy. Moses is giving his charge to the people. He's getting ready to pass off the scene. And he tells them in Deuteronomy 6, God, God uses Moses to give the message, look, when, when you come into the land and I bless you and I bless you and I bless you, don't forget from whence those blessings came. Don't forget me. Be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. That's what God is looking for. He's looking for faithfulness. Second Samuel chapter number 11. And so tonight I want to, Give us three areas in which we ought to commit, uh, maybe uh, afresh and anew tonight, or, or maybe just recommit tonight. Hopefully and prayerfully, uh, this has been a year of faithfulness for you. I, I hope it has. And if it has, then let's say that, or let's ask the Lord to give us the same result in 2024 as well. Lord, help me to continue to be faithful. And so I want to give us three areas tonight in which we should ask the Lord to help us to be faithful in the new year. And let's look at verse number 1 if we could tonight. 2 Samuel chapter number 11 and verse number 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass after the year was expired. That's what's happening tonight, isn't it? The year is expiring. 2023 will be finished, complete. And we will head into 2024. He said, after the year was expired, notice this, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And by the way, who's the king of Israel? David. Not Joab. David is. And the Bible says, when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Reba. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. Be faithful. Be faithful. Lord, help us tonight. Remind us. Father, challenge us. Lord, I'm thankful for a body of individuals who have gathered here on this last night, the very last service that Maranatha Baptist Church will have 
in the year 2023. And I'm thankful for those who have gathered here tonight. And Father, I pray that you would challenge us to continue in this new year to be faithful. The Father, folks made an effort to be here tonight. Their faithfulness caused them to be here tonight. And Father, our faithfulness, I pray, in 2024 will motivate us uh, to continue. And so, Lord, I, I pray. I need your help tonight, Lord. I have many, many thoughts, and I believe many things you've put in my heart and my mind tonight. But, Lord, I pray that you'd help it to be very clear, help to narrow the focus tonight, and help us to learn from your word tonight, and we'll surely thank you for it. Father, those that are away from us, uh, some are sick, many are sick tonight, Lord, and we pray that you would touch their bodies and heal their bodies, give them comfort from the pain that they may be experiencing tonight. Father, others that might be traveling, we pray for safety there. And Father, we just, miss, we just miss folks that ought to be here for whatever reason. We just ask that you'd help and bless wherever they may be at this very moment. Lord, we commit these next few moments to you. Father, they're yours, and Father, we want to commit them to you. We don't want to waste them. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help what goes forward tonight to go forth in your spirit and in your power and be exactly what you would desire to be said tonight. Father, we pray this because we know we can pray and because we trust that we're praying to the God who hears and the God who answers and the God who is trustworthy. And so we pray this tonight, believing that you can and will uh, answer and strengthen and do in our lives what only you can do. And Father, we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. Let me give you these three areas tonight, if I could, be faithful. Number one tonight, be faithful to the where. W-H-E-R-E. Number one tonight, be faithful to the where. Where was David supposed to be? Now you would say, well, David was at home. He was in the castle. That's a good place to be. Isn't it a good place for a husband to be at home? Isn't it a good place for a dad to be at home? Absolutely. We're, we're not saying that tonight. The Bible's not saying that either. But the Bible says in verse 1, it tells us very clearly that David was supposed to be somewhere. And that somewhere was he was supposed to be in the battle. He was supposed to be fine. And the Bible says it was the time, the, the year had expired, and now it was the time when the kings go forth to battle. David was supposed to be at and in the battle. And so tonight I challenge us, first of all, be faithful to the where. And the where is the places where we're supposed to be this year. The places where we're supposed to be here, excuse me, be this year. For David, it was in battle specifically. Were there times he should have been at home? Absolutely. Were there times he's supposed to be at the palace, being the, the king, being the father, being the husband, being the leader? Absolutely. But at this moment, he's supposed to be on the battlefield. And so I challenge us, be faithful to the where. Let's be where we're supposed to be this year. There are places where we ought to be. We ought to be in the house of God. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here because I could and, and, and my flesh sometimes would want to stay here. But we ought to be in church. We ought to be in the house of God. We ought to be faithful to the house of God. We ought to be faithful to the place of, of this local church that God has brought together that we have assembled ourselves together. We have joined ourselves together with. This is the place where we corporately worship. We ought to be faithful to it. You ought to be faithful to home. You ought to be faithful to church. You ought to be faithful to home. 
You ought to be faithful to your home and the people in it, whether that's a wife or a husband, whether that's children, whether it's just you. You ought to be faithful to that home. Now, I'll get a little ahead of myself because really this is number two. But ladies, if you're married, you ought to be faithful to him. Men, if you're married, you ought to be faithful to her. Children, you've got good parents. You ought to be faithful to them. Parents, you have... Did I say that right? I said children, you have good parents. Parents, you have children. You ought to be faithful to them. Where? Church, home, work. You ought to be faithful to work. You're no different than I am. I go into places of business now and it amazes me what, what passes for work. What people get paid for and call it work. Be faithful. Work hard. Work extra. I, I was in a, it was a fast food place uh, Josh and I were in there, I don't know, maybe it was about a week ago, and we went in and we stood there. Now, it was busy. I, granted, it was very busy. But we stood there at the counter, and there were, there were I, at least in the front there, there were seven individuals that were back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And he and I stood there. Now, you know when you stand there, it seems like longer than it is, right? It seems like you're standing there forever. So it wasn't forever, but we stood there maybe maybe four or five minutes, and these people are just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and we're standing there, and you could tell we need help because we look like we need help, don't we? We're standing there. We needed help. We, we wanted to. I, I had actually already ordered at the little kiosk, but it wouldn't let me pay. And so it said, go to the register and pay. I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm going to the register because I want to pay, and it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm not going to make eye contact with you because if I make eye contact with you, that means I have to help you. So it's just back and forth. We're working and we're doing things. We're acting like we're working and we're back and forth and back and forth. But I'm not going to make eye contact with you and I'm not going to help you. And that passes for work. Be faithful to the where. The places where we should be. Church, home, work. Hey kids. School. Be faithful. Do your best. If you're if you're a B student, okay, that's okay. But if you're an A student and all you get is B's, that's not right. That's not right. Well, I get by with B's and B's are okay. But if you could do better, you ought to do better. Now, if you're a B student, or if you're a C student, that's what you. That's just who you are. Not everybody's an A student, right? I believe there are more A students than, than we know. Okay, but not everybody's an A student. But you ought to do your absolute best. Mom and dad ought to do their absolute best at work. Kids, you ought to do your absolute best at school. Listen, there are places where we ought to be this year. We ought to be faithful to the where. And the Bible says when David was supposed to be out in the battle, the Bible says in the last part of verse number 1 that he tarried still at Jerusalem. There are places we ought not be. There are places we ought not tarry at. There are places we ought to be. Listen tonight, God does not desire for any of us, and I don't think there's really an issue in the crowd we have here tonight, but listen, there are places God does not want us to be this year. And there are places we ought not be this year. 
There are activities we ought not engage ourselves in this year. God doesn't desire for any of us to be at the bar on Friday or Saturday night. And again, I don't think I have an issue with anybody in here on that. But that's not what God desires. God doesn't want us out in those places. God doesn't desire for us to be at those places. God has a place and place says that He desires for us to be. We ought be faithful to those places. To the where. So number one tonight, be faithful to the where. Be faithful to the places where we should be this year. One commentator said it this way, and this statement really goes with every single point that we'll look at tonight. He said, when we are out of the way of our duty, we are in the way of temptation. When we're not where we're supposed to be, doing what we're supposed to be doing, we have given ourselves or we have given, given a, an opportunity for temptation. David wasn't supposed to be here. Is it good to be home? Yes. But David wasn't supposed to be here at this moment. And when we're out of the way, when we're not where we're supposed to be, not with who we're supposed to be with, not doing what we're supposed to be doing then we have placed ourselves in a position to be tempted. And the Bible says in verse number 1 that he tarried. So number 1 tonight, be faithful to the where, the places where we should be this year. Number 2, be faithful to the who. Those are the people we should be faithful to this year. Be faithful to the who. Notice verse number 2 if you will. Be faithful to the who. We've already mentioned this. The people. Number one, the where, the places. Number two, the who, the people. The people. These are the people that I should be with. David at this very moment should have been with his soldiers. Should have been with his warriors. In verse number two, the Bible says, And it came to pass in an eventide, excuse me, evening tide, that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. I wonder, now the Bible doesn't tell us this here, but I wonder when the Bible says that he arose off his bed in an evening tide, I wonder if his wife was present. I wonder if his wife was there. The Bible doesn't tell us. Maybe he's just resting and relaxing by himself, but I wonder, was she there? And the Bible says that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. How many men get up in the middle of the night and t- turn on a computer and watch things they ought not watch and their wife is only a room away? And walked upon the roof of the king's house and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. The Bible says, And David sinned and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her. And she came in unto him, and he lay with her. For she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child number two. Be faithful to the who, the people who I should be with. By the way, the scriptures in the book of Proverbs calls her the strange woman for a reason. Not because she's weird. By the way, not because she's ugly, 
The Bible says here that Bathsheba was beautiful to look upon. She was a beautiful lady. And so the Bible in the book of Proverbs, it calls certain ladies strange women, not because they're weird or not because they're, they're, they're ugly, not at all. The Bible calls them strange because they're not ours. They don't belong to us. She doesn't belong to me. He doesn't belong to you. And so this year, let's be faithful to the where, the places we should be. But number two, let's be faithful to the who, the people who we are supposed to be faithful to. And we've already mentioned it. But ladies, be faithful to your husbands. Husbands, be faithful to your wives. And by the way, let me say this, physically and mentally. That's just as bad. Oh, but I haven't done anything physical. I, I, I haven't committed an act. I haven't done anything. But in your mind, your thought life is a wreck. In your thought life, you fix your eyes upon things you ought not fix your eyes upon. And you think about things you ought not think about. And listen, that is the same. That is the same. The Bible tells us this very specifically. That if a man looks upon a woman to lust after her in his heart, he hath done what? Committed adultery already with her in his heart. Listen, you be faithful physically, but you be faithful mentally. You be faithful in every, with every part of your being. You be faithful to that wife, that husband. Hey, kids, you be faithful to your parents. And let me say this even more so. Because if we'll be faithful to this person, we'll be, it'll take care of all the others. If we'll be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, first and foremost, I guarantee, undoubtedly, no doubt about it, we'll be faithful to all the other people in our lives. If I will first and foremost be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and His person and what He deserves and the faithfulness that He deserves for me, if I'll do that, I guarantee I'll be faithful to my wife. Because He'll give me the power to do so. Because it all starts with Him, doesn't it? It all starts with being faithful to Him. Number one tonight, be faithful to the where, the places where I should be. Number two, be faithful to the who, the people who I should be with. If she's not mine, she's, excuse me, she's a stranger to me. If he's not yours, he's a stranger to you. Don't find yourself alone with somebody that's a stranger. Hey, teenagers tonight and kids tonight, God has given you a mom and a dad. Be grateful and thankful and faithful to them. Don't wish you had another set of parents. Be careful what you wish for. I, I told you all the other day, listen, we're always looking across the fence. The grass is always greener on the other side. You know why it is? What did we say a couple weeks ago? Y'all probably already forgot. Because that's where the septic tank is. It's greener because that's where the septic tank is. So stay on your side of the fence. Number one tonight, be faithful to the where. That's the places where I should be. Number two, be faithful to the who. That's the people who I should be with. You know what I found? I found if I'll keep myself around God's people, it'll keep me out of a lot of trouble. If I'll keep, keep myself around the local New Testament church, this body that God has given us right here, if I'll keep myself around those people, you know what, it'll help me a whole lot. 
By the way, I found if, I, if I'll keep myself around, not, not physically, but, but if I'll keep myself around good preaching during the week, if I'll listen to good preaching online during the week, I have found that will keep me out of a lot of trouble. Listen, I listen almost every day of my life, I listen to preaching. Some people say, well, you, you, too much preaching is bad for you. No, it's not. I, I need to be reminded. I need to be helped. I, I need someone to remind me, hey, this is what God's Word says. This is what I ought to be doing. This is the way I ought to live. This is the commission that God has given us. And I need to be reminded of that. The nation of Israel had to be reminded constantly because they were constantly forgetting. Prone to wonder, the song says. We constantly, I constantly need to be reminded. How many of us, God does something great in our lives. God answers a huge prayer request. And then maybe the next day or even better yet, maybe the next hour. A bad circumstance comes. Maybe, maybe we get a, a nasty email from somebody at work. Or, or maybe just, a, I don't know what, but you know what we do? We totally forget what just happened an hour ago. We totally forget. We totally forget to tarry by the promises. We totally forget that, hey, just an hour ago, God did something miraculous. God did something great yesterday. God did something great. God did something miraculous. And the next day, oh, we're having a pity party. The next day, oh, somebody hurt my feelings. The next day, oh, I'm giving up. The next day, it's like, oh, I'm just not doing anything anymore. No. Be faithful to the who? The people we should be around. Then let me give you number three. Number one, be faithful to the where. The places where I should be. Be faithful to the who. The people who I should be with. And then number three, be faithful to the what. Be faithful to the what. The purposes. The priorities. And the precepts. Be faithful to the what. The purposes the priorities, and the precepts. Be faithful to the what? The purposes, the priorities, and the precepts. God had given David a purpose. His, David would, excuse me, his purpose was to be king. His purpose was to be the leader in the battle. His purpose was to be a good husband. His purpose was to be a good father. God had given David many, many purposes. By the way, God-given responsibilities never, ever conflict. You can be a good husband and still be a good employee. I can be, I should try to be a good pastor and I can still be a good father and a good husband. I don't have to give up my family because I'm a pastor. God-given responsibilities never conflict. They work wonderfully together if we'll be faithful to the purpose. Now, let me, let me say this. We, we sometimes, we, we talk about purposes. We talk about God's will. What is God's will? I heard someone this past week, listening to preaching, I heard someone say, you know, God's will is really, he was, he was preaching to teenagers, he said, look, God's will is really just God's wants. He said, it's what God wants you to do. He said, we get this idea that God's will is, is riding on a unicorn over a rainbow. That it's that hard to figure out. He said, no, no, God's will is just God's wants. What is it God wants you to do? 
Well, one of the things we know he wants us to do is to be faithful. Okay, well then be faithful. Be faithful to what we know we ought to be faithful to. And then let him guide us into those areas where he doesn't speak specifically in his word. We're to be faithful to to his wants. What does he want me to do? I should be faithful to that. I should be faithful to his wants. Okay, here's the thing. And, and, And I've told God in my heart so many times this, look... When God's ready, if He ever does, when He's ready to move, move us, He's going to have to do it. And He's going to have to show us. And, and I've had... You should never, ever make a rash decision. Ever. By the way, that's not God's will. That's not God's will. To make a rash decision, a hasty decision. No, here's, here's what we ought to do. We, we just need to keep doing what God has called us to do until He shows us something different. And let Him show us something different. Let Him... By the way, He's big enough to do it. He doesn't have to have my help. He doesn't have to have my manipulation. He's big enough to do it. So, God's will. You know what I should do? You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to get up and I'm going to do... Here's the thing. For many of you... How many of you have to be at work at 8 o'clock? How many of you have to be at work at 7? How many of you don't work at all? Okay, if you have to be at work at 8 o'clock on Tuesday morning, because probably most of you, many of you are off tomorrow, maybe not all of you, but if you have to be at work at 8 o'clock Tuesday morning, can I tell you this? It's God's will that you go to work at 8 o'clock Tuesday morning because it's God's will that you work. Now, He may change your schedule that day. And you may have a flat tire on the way to work. I don't wish this on you. If you do, don't, don't send me a message Tuesday morning, okay? You may have a flat tire Tuesday morning. You may not get to work till 8.30. Okay, but let him do that. You're, it's God's will for you to be there at 8. I, don't, I just don't know. Should I be there at 8? Is that God's will? Okay, God says to work. God has given you a job. Then be there at 8. Hey, kids, tonight, it's God's will that you're obedient to mom and dad. That's, that's, that's easy. Now, it's not always easy to be obedient, but it's easy to understand because that's what the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Okay, you don't have to get up in the morning and say, Is it God's will for me to make my bed today? Did mom and dad tell you to make your bed? Then it's God's will. Don't, Don't go into the kitchen in the morning and say, Mom, I think it's God's will today that I don't make my bed. I'm afraid what mom would do to you. No, if mom has said for you to do it, then it's God's will. You see, we make this thing of God's will really, really hard sometimes. Now, I understand there, there are things that we don't know. We don't, you know, if you're here tonight and you're not married, I think I embarrassed a couple of the girls this morning. But if, if you're here tonight and you're not married, you may not know who you're going to marry. I understand that tonight. That, that's a big deal, isn't it? Yes, it's a big deal. Better make sure who you, you better be careful about who you marry. It's a big deal. Okay, so you may not know that tonight. So if you don't, then what do you do? You just keep doing the things you know you're supposed to do. And God will lead you to the right one. You see, in our society today, and I'll, I'll hasten because I know we have the Lord's table. In our society today, everybody's on the hunt. 
That's not the way God did it. God, told, God said that it wasn't good for Adam to be alone, but, but Adam wasn't out hunting. He wasn't out hunting for a wife. <laughs> there weren't any there anyway, but he wasn't, he wasn't out hunting. God, God just said, look, it's not good for Adam to be alone. So what did he do? Put him to sleep, and he woke up. Whoa! And he had a wife. But boy, today, it's just like, oh, i got to find her, i got to find her. And by the way, guys do that, i got to find her, i got to find her. But girls, don't, don't, don't you fall into that trap either. You don't have to find him. You let God give him to you. And guys, you let God give her to you. Adam went to sleep in God's will and he woke up with a wife. How do I, how do I find a spouse? You go, to, you go to sleep in God's will. And let God bring him or her to you. But in the meantime, be faithful to what you know to be faithful to. What do we say about Simeon? What did he do while he was waiting? He served. What else did he do? Anybody else remember? Because I don't remember. (laughs) He trusted. God had given him a promise, right? Simeon. He's waiting on the consolation of Israel. So what's he doing? He's serving and he's trusting. He's living. He's serving. How was he living? Justly, devoutly, spiritually. So, I live and I serve and I trust. Number one tonight, be faithful to the where, the places where we should be. Number two, and by the way, kids tonight, teenagers tonight, if mom and dad say you shouldn't go there, then that's God's will. Don't do it. Because they're the authority in your life. Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. If mom and dad says don't go there, that's God's will. Don't go there. So be faithful to the where. Those are the places we should be. Be faithful to the who. Those are the people that we should be with. Be faithful to the what. The purposes. The priorities. And the precepts. It's been a long year. (laughs) David fully well knew thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Committed adultery with Bathsheba. He had her husband killed, murdered. Be faithful to the what? Be faithful to the purpose, whatever that purpose is. All of us as Christians, our purpose is the Great Commission. Our purpose is to magnify. Our purpose is to please God. What were we created for? We were created for His pleasure, right? How do we please Him? By faith. What is faith? It is total dependence upon God. So one of my purposes is to please Him. I was made for His pleasure. How do I do that? I do it by faith, by by trusting Him. So I'm faithful to the purposes. I'm faithful to the priorities. Make sure you prioritize this year. There are a lot of things that aren't bad. But they're surely not a priority. That's Hebrews 12.1. Let us lay aside every weight. There's some things that aren't bad, but they're weights. So be faithful to the purposes. Be faithful to the priorities. Listen, if you you have a place of service, and if you don't have a place of service, you ought to have a place of service in 2024. 
But if you're a Sunday school teacher, if you're a master club worker, if you're in the choir, be faithful. Be faithful to that purpose. Be faithful to the priorities, those things that are important. By the way, the Bible tells us in Colossians 1.18 that in all things He should have the preeminence, right? There's our greatest priority and His precepts. Let me give you these thoughts and we're done. We cannot live... Actually, I closed my Bible, but would you look back at chapter 10? Verse number 15, we cannot live on past conquest. What God did in my life this year, great, wonderful, praise His name. I can learn from it and it will help me in 2024, but, but I shouldn't stay there. I can't live off of that. I ought to expect new victories in 2024, right? Look at verse 15. The Bible says, When the Syrians saw that they were smitten before Israel... They gathered themselves together and had a reason sin and brought out the Syrians that were beyond the river. And they came to Helam and Shobach, the captain of the host of Hadarezer, went before them. And when it was told David, he gathered all Israel together and passed over Jordan and came to Helam. And the Syrians set themselves in array against David and fought with him. And the Syrians did what? Fled! Great victory! And the Syrians fled before Israel and David slew the men of 700 chariots of the Syrians and 40,000 horsemen and smote Shobak, the captain of their host, who died there. Great victory! And then he went back home and he fell. Can't live on past conquest. Every single day is a new day where I have to be faithful that day. Well, Pastor, I was faithful yesterday. Pastor, I've been really, I've been, I've been pretty faithful in 2023. Great! But you know what? The, the devil doesn't want you to be faithful in 2024. So, so he's going to come. And every day he's going to come. And every day he's going to come. And every day he's going to come. Until he finds a place and he finds an opening to get into your life and to cause you not to be faithful. That's why it's every day. Can't live on past conquest. My wife, my wife gave me a good example today. Ah, oh, it's perfect. It worked in perfect tonight. Any, hey, anybody want a beagle dog? You want a beagle dog? Sent from heaven. Beverly went out and fed the chickens today. And whenever the chickens come out of the house, that little dog goes crazy. And he's around and around and around and around and around and around and around. And he's looking for somewhere to get in. Now, the other day, one of the chickens got out when I was trying to feed it. And the dog got it. Didn't kill it. Just got it in its mouth. And I kicked it off. And the chicken immediately went to the door. Let me in, let me in, let me in. It didn't come out again. But listen, that little dog, it'll go around and around and around and around and around. What's it doing? It's looking for a place to get in. He's looking for a place to get in. Chickens. And he's looking. That's what the devil does. That's what the devil does. You can't live on past con excuse me, conquest. Every day there are present choices. You can't live on past conquest. Every day there are present choices. And those present choices have permanent consequences. 
If we read into chapter 12, and we're not going to do so for sake of time tonight, but in chapter number 12, we see, some of the, we see the consequences for David's action in chapter number 11. Chapter number 10, phew, great victory. 40,000? He's slain the, the Syrians? He's having great conquest over the Syrians? And then he comes home. No doubt he's tired. Don't you think so? Maybe that's why he thought he should tarry in Jerusalem a little while. Did y'all see what we just did? Verse 19, And when all the kings that were servants to Hadarezer saw that they were smitten before Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Syrians feared to help the children of Ammon anymore. Hey, did y'all just see what we did? We had great victory. We're going to come home and rest for a while. Please don't misunderstand God gives us the example that we all need. We need a day of rest. Our bodies need rest. But I have found in my own life, I don't need as much rest as I think I do. I need to stay busy. I need to be about God's work. I need to be about doing what God has called us to do. Rest, yes, we need it. But may, maybe David is taking just a little extended vacation. I don't know. But I know he had a great victory. And I know you can't live and I can't live on past conquests. We have present choices every single day and those choices have permanent consequences, good and bad. They can be good consequences or they can be bad. For David in this passage, they were bad. For for a lot of David's life, they were good consequences because he made the right choices. But in this passage, permanent consequences. What happened? The baby died. For the rest of his life and for the rest of his reign... He had trouble with his family, did he not? With his sons. And Nathan told him that would happen. So you're going to have trouble with your sons the rest of your life. Be faithful. Be faithful to the where. Be where you're supposed to be. You ever heard the phrase wrong place, wrong time? That does happen. That happens. Let's be where we're supposed to be. Be faithful to the who. Let's be with the people that we're supposed to be with. I'm supposed to be with my family. Let's be with the people who we're supposed to be with. Be faithful to the what? The purposes, the priorities, and the precepts. You say, Pastor, well, I don't know all the precepts. I don't know all of God's Word. Well, then let's do better this year about that. Spend more time in God's Word this year. Know what the Bible says. Know what this manual, this letter that God has given us to teach us how to live this life here. Let, let's delve into it even. Let's be more faithful in it so that we can be faithful to the what? When the year was expired, when the kings go forth to battle, David tarried still at Jerusalem. Let's be faithful. Let's be faithful. Faithful. I pray that when the devil comes and maybe one of us is getting ready to do something we ought not do, I pray that that word will come. Hey, be faithful. Be faithful. Be where you're supposed to be. I I pray that maybe this year, maybe on some Sunday mornings when we wake up and we're tired and we're like, well, I'm going to pull the covers back over and I'm going to stay home today. I pray that that thought, let's be faithful, will come back to mind. Be faithful. It matters. By the way, we only get one go around. 
Only get one go around. We ought to live it. We ought to live it completely for the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't get a do-over. You don't get a mulligan. You get one go around. We ought to live it for Him. Father, thank You for Your Word tonight. Thank You for the truth that is constant throughout Your Word about this matter of faithfulness. Father, I... We didn't even mention it, and shame on me, but Father, we have the greatest example. Father, you're faithful even when we're not. Great is thy faithfulness. And so, Father, we thank you for that tonight. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to follow that example. I pray that this year you'd help us to be faithful to the where, help us to be where we're supposed to be. Whether that's church, whether that's work, school, home, Help us to be where we're supposed to be. Father, we're all in the battle. Help us not to take a day off. We're all in a spiritual battle. We can't take days off. Lord, help us to be faithful to the who. We have people in our lives, our sphere of influence. We need to be faithful to them. Help us to be faithful to the what. Father, as we go into this time of communion, as we remember the blood, as we remember your body, as we partake of the cup and the bread, Father, I pray that this would be an opportunity for us just once again to say, Lord, in 2024, Lord, help me to be even more faithful than maybe I was in 2023. Lord, I, I want you to be able to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Help us tonight, Lord, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight with heads bowed and eyes closed. Miss Joe's at the piano. We're going to partake of the table here in just a moment. Right now would be a great opportunity if there would be something that you need to deal with the Lord about tonight. He's dealing with you and He wants you to get some things right with Him tonight. Miss Joe's going to play. Maybe you need to come and kneel around one of these front pews. Kneel around the platform. Kneel right where you're at in your seat or maybe even in the aisle. Just say, Lord, I want to partake of this cup. I want to be grateful when I partake. I want to be thankful. We use the, the Bible uses the phrase worthy, partaking worthily. Lord, I want to be grateful. I want to live my life in such a way that exemplifies and, and just magnifies my gratefulness for who you are and what you've done and for the mercies that you've bestowed upon me. So maybe right now you just take some time and you do business with the Lord tonight. Maybe right now you just say, Lord, I'm thankful for how you helped me this year. You helped me to be faithful. I wasn't perfect, but you helped me. You gave me the grace and the strength. And Father, I pray that you do so in 2024. My heart is to be faithful, Lord. But Lord, I need your power and your strength. I need your grace. Might even be someone here tonight. You say, Pastor, I've never been saved. I've never come to the knowledge of Christ. I've never truly placed my faith 100% completely in the finished work of Christ. I've never really done that. I know we're having communion tonight, but I need to be saved tonight. Trust and obey. Be faithful to the where.
be faithful to the who. David needed to be faithful to his wife and to his kids, to his children. Be faithful to the what? can be seated tonight. I'm going to ask the men to go ahead and come. If they'd just have a seat right here on this